and gentlemen, boys and girls, step right up to the Bread and Circuses podcast, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy the clown show. Welcome back once again to the It's All Trump's Fault podcast. I'm Rooster, here with Crow. Hello. And we're here with Sparrowhawk, too. How you I, doing? It's been a while. It has been. It's been quite a while. And But this time we're actually in Sparrowhawk's place. Yeah, his bunker. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. So you might, you, We might hear some uh, some attack dogs I, that are prowling the property. Every and so I often. just used the last can of canned chicken breast, too. So if something happens, we don't have chicken. <laughs> and you might hear a, a random gunshot or two <laughs> and yell, get off my lawn. Yep. You know? <laughs> so, um, well, I called it the Everything's Trump's Fault podcast. Obviously, it's a Bread and Circus's podcast. But uh, I wanted to talk about this uh, Ohio thing that we started last the week. train derailment train derailment um the, the epa now says water's fine go ahead and drink it everything's good nothing to see here you know it reminds me of kevin bacon at the end of uh at the end of animal house just remain calm all is well in the meantime they got uh people's pets getting sick somebody's cat died just fell over there's one woman who has like chickens in her backyard she said within 45 minutes of them doing the controlled burn of this chemical her chickens died just Fell over I dead right the where they were. Last estimate I saw was forty five thousand animals dying versus the what they're saying, which was thirty five hundred. I heard at least fifty thousand just fish. Yeah, th- yeah, that's. And they can't they can't hide it because whenever anybody goes to film and they poke a stick into the water, you can see the bloom. I mean, even video shows the bloom of the the uh, chemical sheen. Yeah, J.D. Vance, the senator yeah. from Ohio, did that. And now there's uh, reporters who will, like, toss a rock in into the shallow stuff, and it hits the hits the mud in the bottom, and it billows up, and that stuff's just uh, in there all Savannah over Savannah Hernandez has been reporting down there on the scene, and uh, um, she's talking about uh, how – well, she shows all that, but she also says, I every time I go outside, I start itching. My skin itches. She goes, there, there's stuff going on that, that they're not talking about. It, she – this anecdotal stuff sure some of it's anecdotal until they find out the cause i mean it's going to be they're going to find out that these people have traces of these elements in their skin or in their lungs or whatever they're going to find it out well it, i heard unless someone, the unless the people that take that hundred dollar check from uh northern the, from it's the a railroad, thousand dollars oh, okay and 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 then they can't talk about it and you know right that maybe maybe then they won't find out but <laughs> uh well, they, they blame this all on Trump, of course, because he uh, deregulated the safety. You mean Joy Behar? Yeah. Blamed it all on Trump? But now the administration's doing it, too. Well, yeah, they're taking a cue from The View. <laughs> yeah. Joy, well, how is that show even on anymore? Between uh, Behar and Whoopi Goldberg, they've said the fucking stupidest shit. Well, did you see the... I don't really watch Family Guy much, but did you see the Family Guy skit about them watching The View? No. It's just them watching it and a bunch of chickens just in there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, do you guys think that if this wasn't a deeply red area that they would have been in there faster doing something and, about it? And also known as white. Yeah. Very, uh, very white, we, very blue color. Everybody knows this is not something that's, that's unknown and people are even saying it. They're saying, well, they're saying because it's a Trump voting red area 
that you know the Democrats and the Biden administration doesn't care about it. But the subtext is red Trump voting white. Well, I was talking with someone who said, yeah, but they worry about who votes for him. And I don't think they do. I think they look at it and say, you know, we lost this area by this much. So we're never getting that back again. Yeah. So that's why they're so butthurt now about Ron DeSantis going to like all of these big Democrat cities and going, your crime sucks. Your mayor sucks. I mean, everything sucks. So what are you going to do about it? Right. I mean, if we are seriously at that point, it, it's, it sucks to think about it, but we are in some serious trouble. I, 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 of course I'm, I'm biased and I think there could be some truth to that, but how, how stupid could you be to not address the situation uh, because of that, because it's a, a red area, primarily white. How dumb could you fucking be and not think that this is going to somehow come back and be discovered? Well, yep. I guess, well, I guess it doesn't matter. There, the, there's something called the Streisand effect. When, when you, when you try not, when you try to suppress something and it's almost like the administration and the Democrats want to make sure this is suppressed, but it's impossible. To you're, not suppre- gonna, you're not going to sing, are you? No, it's okay. impossible to suppress this stuff. And by, by pretending it's not an issue or, or t- trying to get people to go telling people, this is not an issue. This is not an issue. It's not a problem. And we're, we're dealing with it. Uh, people are going, well, no, you're not. And it's, it's, it's going to highlight it even more. So they should have just right off the bat came out and said, yeah, this is serious. We're going to, we're going to try to make it right. That would, that's all they had to do. They didn't even have to say, we're going to do this, that a, B and C. They're going to go, yeah, this is a horrible situation. Biden could have went down there like the day after and said, wow, this is really bad. We're going to try to figure this out and we're going to work. We're going to work across the aisles. It would have made them look good. But the other side of that is look at look at everybody involved in this administration and how fucking stupid they really True. are. I mean, and so so B- I, I just think, and exactly. uh, and and Kamala, right? I mean, they're not. This the is who's in balls. charge. So so whether it's it's red or blue or right or left, I I I, I got to tell you, I feel like it's just the fucking the idiots running the show right well, now. Well, you haven't seen Idiocracy, have you? Ah, uh, no. I can't uh, believe it. Yeah, you got to watch it you because be like, oh it's meant God. to be a comedy, but you're worried that it's part documentary, part horror story. It, yeah. It's a TV show? No, it's a movie. Mike Judge, the, who did um, who did Beavis and Butthead, oh, he yeah. made this movie, it, uh, Idiocracy. It's funny, but it also makes you go, yeah, I mean, you laugh at it and then go. It's basically a guy who was frozen at our times and, and wakes up in the future, and he's an average guy, not smart, but he's the smartest guy in the future. Yeah. Because, <laughs> but we're, we're, we're there right now. <laughs> yeah, we're getting there. And, you know, I will say this. I don't think the people, you, you know, you mentioned Buddha judge. I don't think he's stupid. Then you mentioned Kamala Harris. I legitimately think yeah. she's dumb, but I think it was, what Joe, about, what about the guy that's wearing the fashion? Oh, he's no longer with the administration. The one oh, but wearing, he's still stealing stuff. Yeah. Is he still stealing <laughs> stuff? That guy. And what about the other dude? That's the woman, the Rachel, uh, what the fuck is her name? The Rolazol. No, uh, Rachel Levine. There you go. Rachel Levine. What about these are these are the people? These are the people that are running the show, and these are the people in charge of the fucking major decisions that are being made. So I got to tell you, if if we are actually at that point where where the government is not helping Ohio uh, because Because of politics, because of politics, we are fucked. We are done. We are now a third world country, and we are no different than China or any other or some banana republic. We are. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, the part, you know, where I say they're not stupid may sound like I'm trying to be optimistic and I'm, I'm doing exactly the opposite. I, th- I think, you know, when, 
you can call somebody stupid because they disagree with you and you just get frustrated with them, or you can call them stupid because they're legitimately dumb. I think these guys look at everything through the, the lens of how does this make me look? I mean, you mentioned Buttigieg. Remember the thing where he had his car take him like six blocks from work and then he stopped and got out and, and rode bicycled. his bike? Yeah. So he could say, yeah, I bike to work every day to save the environment. And someone caught him taking his bike out of his car <laughs> and that, riding it to work? That kind of shows me a level of incompetence, but though. But see, I don't think they're stupid. I, I think it was Joe Concha. No, you said, you have to be stupid to think that somebody's not going to fucking see you take your bike out of your fucking car it, six it's, blocks. It's, from. It, it, when we say stupid, maybe not IQ stupid, but like right. real life stupid. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Book smart, walking around dumb. Yes. But I think I think it was Joe Concha who said, "This is what you get when you get a, an entire administration that's run by activists." Yeah. You know, you can disagree with the Clintons. On a lot of things, but they at least had people in their administration that knew how to run government. Yeah. You know, I don't think Biden has anybody. Well, there's you, look at you don't have to look any farther than Kareem Jean-Pierre. She can't say anything it's, without it, reading it. But it's I think it's all by design. I think this is I think this is by design. This isn't just uh, a, a, a random uh I'm, I'm, I'm choosing these people. There's, there's the useful there. idiots is what you're saying. There, there's, there's, there are people, there are people that are pulling strings in, in the deep state or the swamp that are the in, entrenched bureaucrats or the people that are like, that know how the system works, that don't want to have their face out there, that aren't, aren't driven by just the, you know, the ego of, of being famous. They're the ones that are like, they have that, like you said, that ideology that they want to, they, they go, this is how we're going to do it. And we're sticking with it. And we're going to do it from behind the scenes. And we're going to get these useful idiots that want the FaceTime and, and make them true believers. See, I don't even think they're that manipulative. Really? I just believe they are. I had this conversation with my son the other day, and I've mentioned it on here before, just virtuous people, people who believe they're so good, they can't do anything wrong. And I told them the whole thing about, you got to, one of the reasons that, you know, conservatives tend to distrust government is we know that if we were running it, you could still be a bad person, you know, that you got that whole power corrupts thing. And I think those people in that administration think, hey, we're doing this for the good of everyone and we're good people. So we can't be. But there's some mistakes. there's 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 the powers that be that are that are above that that pay grade of these fucking idiots that are yeah. getting that are getting picked in these positions the ultimate goal of government is to become more powerful how do you become more powerful by by creating chaos and that that will make you and fighting exactly and all this stuff and then relying on the government how do you do that better than to fucking put idiots a perfect example in power? of what you're saying Spirohawk, is george soros yeah. george soros has an agenda and george soros funnels money into these district attorney races and, and things to get these uh, soft on crime, uh, pro criminal district attorneys in there to foment chaos because they want to cause a collapse of this system. That's what he wants. That's, that's he's bragged about it. Right. He's done it in other countries yeah. and he wants to do it here. Now it's harder for him to do it here, but he's, he's still working at it and his son's working at it. And so there are, they go, Oh, that's conspiracy shit. They said it. It's out of their fucking mouth. <laughs> Well, I don't know if he's actually ever collapsed any governments. He's collapsed uh, he's, economic he's, he's systems. Bra he's bragged about it, though. I yeah. mean, maybe he's not gone that far, but he's bragged about how he's like. And when I say stupid, it's like a catch-all term because you mean like '80s gay, like, exactly. Yeah, or G H E Y, <laughs> gay. But but when I say stupid, there there can like you said, book smart, walking around stupid, or willful ignorance, where where you 
you just refuse to see facts. You refuse to see the the, the data because you have a worldview that you're not going to compromise on. That's stupid. See, what I think it is, is, you know, there are smart people, like college educated, smart kind of people, but think everybody else is dumb. And they're so arrogant as to how they go about stuff. I guarantee you there's been conversations about this whole train derailment in Ohio that says, hey, you know, Judge, you don't have to go there. You're, you're fine. This is going to blow over. The news cycle goes 48 hours and nobody's going to care. And you get this Streisand effect where it keeps cycling back and people are seeing things happen and, and they're just going, no, nah, cool. We'll, we'll get our arms around this. Hey, look over here, which is what they normally do. Yeah. And now nobody's looking over there. You know, everybody's going, yeah, whatever. I want to talk about yeah. this. And it backfired, I think, with them. They did the Ukraine visit, I think, to distract from this. You think so? And you think, I, wasn't that plan pre-planned? I don't know. I mean, there's always some pre-planning. I mean, that it. seems like something that they'd have to do an extensive amount of planning to set up. Yeah, maybe. But they could have canceled that and and, and re and rescheduled it. Yeah. I mean, that's something that can be rescheduled. Well, I mean, and they Blinken, would understand. They Blinken go, and that with his trip to China. Yeah. Yeah. He so, canceled it and rescheduled it pretty quick. But I, I just think that this, you know, they went there and said, hey, war in Ukraine, we're giving them some money. And people said, well, wait a second. What about the people here? Mm-hmm. And I just don't think they have – they they think – the people there think that all these uh, people in flyover country, these rubes, these hicks in Ohio, they don't get it. Nobody cares. Nobody's paying attention. And now everybody's paying attention. What I think funny is about that attitude, like there's the, the coastal elites, right, that think flyover country are a bunch of hillbilly hicks basically or Midwestern, oh, betcha guys, you know, everything. they think we're dummies. But, I mean, they're, they're – I do think there's a significant amount on the opposite. I do think there's dummies on the coastal. You see interviews oh, yeah. with people on the streets in these coastal areas, and they're fucking morons. They have no idea what they're talking about, but they sure as fuck will vote. Yeah. So They so, got their uh, gender studies degree. And, and they go, well, aren't you doing the same thing? You think you're smarter than them. It's not that I think I'm smarter than them. I, I know my baseline level intelligent. I'm not a fucking genius, okay? <laughs> but I know, I know my baseline. I don't try to... Uh, Punt or, or or hit above my uh, what's the term? See that my, punch above your weight. There class. we go. See there, that's perfect example. <laughs> See this is why I'm smart. Exactly. So, but I know I know objectively when somebody's stupider than me. Yeah. And there's a lot of fucking stupid people on the coast and the liberals that are that are stupid for just by IQ stupid and their brains just not developed or the inbreeding whatever or they're just willfully ignorant. See, I tell my kids all the time. I'm like. I consider myself to be a pretty smart person, but I never walk into a room of 10 people thinking I'm the smartest guy in that room. No. I may turn out to be, but- But you most, don't assume that. Most likely I'm not. And it might be that I walk in there and go, well, I went to college and I did all blah, blah, blah. And somebody else in that room it has some knowledge about something that's way more practical in that what? situation. Where would I you do. place yourself, Rooster, in the national bell curve? Where would you place yourself nationally on a bell See, curve? Here's why I'm not very smart because I don't know how the bell curve works. <laughs> okay, where would you place yourself on the bell curve at this table with the three of us right now? <laughs> See, we all each have our own unique uh, areas of expertise. That's 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 well, a diplomatic way to look, put it. Look, I, I said all along, I can I can run a business. I know how to. I know how to administer a business pretty well. The actual business that I run when I did the job of being a manager at one of those, I wasn't very good at it, you know? And I'm not the guy you call when you want to fix your fence. Yeah. 
you know? So there's areas of expertise. Everybody has their stuff. And the, the problem is if you call the guy to fix your fence, treat him like shit and feel like, hey, he's just a dummy, you know, it's, yeah. it, it's that, it's that, uh, Bloomberg thing about how tough is farming. You dig a hole, you put the seed in the ground and it's gross. It, yeah, that's how it works. Yeah. That's yeah. why I just, and then you get the hollow to more. The what? The hollow to more. See, again, I'm not smart. I don't oh, know what that is. That's uh, in Russia when the communists took over and oh, took yeah. the farms away from the uh, the other countries that were producing the crops. Mm-hmm. And they t- decided they were going to take them over and give them to their, you know, their cronies, basically, and said, how, like you said, how hard can it be? And they destroyed the farmland and made a famine. <laughs> yeah. Or... Or they took away the food from the producers to distribute it to the non-producers and then allowed the producers to starve. And then they created a famine that way too. So there was a couple of things going on there, but yeah. Well, the biggest problem with this is I think we've collectively, people have lost their ability to think critically. And I think it's happening not only in schools with kids, but I don't think their parents bother to teach it to them, you know? And I just tell my kids the best way to do that is just assume everything people are telling you is bullshit and just figure it out for yourself yeah. or just send them to Prager you right <laughs> or, or Matt <laughs> yeah. Walsh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Speaking of Matt Walsh, there was, I don't, did we talk about this last time? No, I think we I did. I think so. He, um, he put out a statement to Dylan Mulvaney, who is this TikTok YouTube, well, you TikToker, right? Um, he I was, he so. was this little, this little, uh, effeminate gay guy that would make this, this silly con- content during uh, COVID. And then he decided he was going to transition and he was going to do this, you know, whatever, 300 days of girlhood. This is the it. piece of shit that got to interview Joe Biden. Correct. He didn't interview him. No, or, or he just, he was, yeah, he went to the white house. To and then they talked about, he talked about how the government needs to put more money into to, and focus into transitioning. But it kids. was a one-on-one with Joe Biden. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he, he, he went so far as to, um, he was just created just a mock. It's like a drag. Like I've said before about the drag queen stuff, drag queens hate women. They're a mockery of, of, of femininity of women. And Are that's you speaking for all drag queens. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Almost. How dare you? Almost. <laughs> um, but, but he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's disgusting. And, um, he finally did this, uh, surgery facial reconstruction surgery where he tried to feminize himself. And Matt Walsh came out and did a video. Like basically he wrote a letter directly to Mulvaney. Did he get a better doctor than Madonna had? Cause yeah, well at that age, it's a little bit, I mean, there's only so much you could do. Um, and Matt Walsh really laid into him and said, you'll never be a woman. And you've just destroyed any aspect of masculinity you had in order to be this thing. You know, and I mean, I'm very much, it was a long <laughs> uh, screed and I, I didn't, I, I'm just encapsulating it. But then a lot of people on the right were like, that was so mean. You didn't need to do that. That That's that's taking it too far. That could have been done without being mean. And, and, and his his thing was, I just said what everybody was thinking. Well, I and just, that's the thing about the people that on the right, not even on the right, but like Tim Pool and the quartering. <laughs> I mean, they their, their audience crosses over with Matt Walsh and they were saying it could have been done, but whatever. And then Matt Walsh came back and said, I'm not interested in in capitulating or watering down the message to, to to not be mean. Speaking truth can sometimes be mean, can be can be mean. And he goes, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna um, water down. You know why? Because they are playing to win, and they're trying to destroy a generation of kids, and they're trying to destroy the family. And I'm and I as a as a father, I'm not gonna sit there and 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 take half measures. 
and it was just so good. Like yeah. if you ever get a chance to watch it, he just oh. he he just and what he's saying. And you know what's funny is, is Tim Pool and Jeremy from the quartering came back after Matt Walsh responded to that, and they came back and it took a while. They did videos about it, and Tim Pool's like hemming and hawing, and, and finally at the end he pretty much admitted, "Yeah, I think he changed my mind." And then uh, he wouldn't really say, "I'm, I'm I, I was wrong. I apologize." And he goes, I, "You know, th- there's a place for what what I just saying. I wouldn't be that mean, but no, there's a place for that." It's like, come on, yeah. dude. You just just admit that you're wrong. What and Matt Walsh with- does is called, in the old school term, tough love. That's what it's called, and we don't have that anymore today. There's no such thing as tough love because it's bullying. And he, and he brought about the church, too. He said, he said the church has watered down their message to bring people in or, or to, to cater to people who aren't going to, don't want the message. And so yeah, the, people, they want the that. people that are at the, you know, preaching to the choir, he said. He goes, you have to preach to the choir, otherwise they'll become disillusioned and they'll leave. Yeah. And he goes, what you're doing by preaching to the choir is you're emboldening them to stop being the silent majority. And, and that's what I'm doing. That's my message. It's, it's like people and um, what's her name on Daily Wire? Um, Brett Cooper. Brett Cooper said the same thing. She goes, she the goes, female uh, Ben Shapiro. Yes, she said, she talked about this. She goes, when I was in LA and I was an actress, I was surrounded by all these people and I thought I was crazy and I, and I was quiet. I didn't want to talk, speak up. I didn't, I didn't want to rock the boat and I was afraid that I was the one that was wrong. And then hearing these voices, someone like Matt Walsh tell me, no, you're not crazy. You're right. And you should be angry. Embolden me to get out of there and do what I'm doing right now. So it's important to do what you're doing. And, and Matt Walsh is doing the work. He's making, he's going to the legislature and, and making things happen in Tennessee. He's made that documentary, uh, What is a Woman, that really opened people's eyes up to this bullshit to, and, and had that uh, transition, the, the, the woman who transitioned to a man who who wishes he wouldn't have done it or she wouldn't have done it and talked about it and and it's is that important. the one is that the one that said they got me at 42 imagine your kids yeah. have no chance yeah 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 so uh it was it was a really powerful message and uh i actually showed it to someone who said who who thought that i was sometimes overly critical or or, or my message was too mean and i showed it to that person and they kind of after watching matt walsh they go you know he's right and you're right we well, you are you are mean but you know in a loving way. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of, uh, we're going to change the subject. I can't help myself, but uh, Crow over here has, there's a there's a light emanating from behind him and uh, it's lighting him up. And I just got to, have you been working out, man? <laughs> been working out? Or is that just a Smedium shirt that you're wearing? I mean, that's part of the uh, the appeal of Smedium. So it does make you look bigger. If you're like master of this mediums, <laughs> but yes, I've been working out because, uh, because the time is coming. We're going to have to put these muscles to use. Well, that's the biggest thing is that all these preppers and everybody with the SHTF guys and the, you know, the shit hit the fan by the way. Oh yeah. And the WROL uh, and Tia Tawaki and the, yeah, and the Tia Tawaki and WROL. <laughs> what the? Tia Tawaki is the end of the world as we know it. Right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the biggest number one thing that they say is that it doesn't matter how many guns you have or how much food you have, none of you are in shape. (laughs) (laughs) There was one I saw. It was, it was a YouTube video. I was watching for something and the commercial that comes on at the beginning is this guy doing the, um, he goes, it's a, it's a how to fight dirty Mm. sort of book. And this guy's out of shape. He's probably late side of the fifties. He's got a, like a, like the Alice gear on. 
you know. Oh, the, yeah, the but uh, it's unbuckled. The, yeah, the old school uh, web. Yeah, vest. and his <laughs> buddies just stand there next to him, and he goes, "You know why Navy SEALs don't train all this mixed martial arts stuff?" He goes, "Because they fight dirty." And he throws a uh, handful of sand in like his buddy's in his face, <laughs> and his buddy just goes like overacts it so dirty. He's like, "Oh, oh and he goes, it. "See," and you buy my book, and I'm, and I'm like. Dude, I could outrun you in a five-yard dash. Oh, you know? the uh, the attack dogs are, are oh, getting their they, hackles up. They sent something. Uh, <laughs> I saw I saw the beginning of that video t- just that today. That is funny. Yeah. Well, that's why I always, I do always carry a, a pocket full of sand in my cargo pants. But there is a certain <laughs> point of you can you can only fight dirty for. First of all, you have to be at close range to fight dirty, and uh, hopefully you don't have to chase somebody down to fight dirty, and somebody doesn't have to chase you to fight dirty because you're fucked if you do, if you're not in shape. Yep. So yeah, if, if you're not in shape, you can fight dirty for about five seconds before so you're winded. <laughs> so as the advice is everybody out there, if if you're thinking about the shit hitting the fan, the, the, number, the, one, the number one thing you can do, and it's free, you can... Workout, exercise, get in shape. You don't have to join yeah. a gym. There's you can do body weight exercises. All yeah. kinds of stuff. Well, we, that's a positive. Did we transition note. into Sparrowhawks Prepper Podcast? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was that was yeah that was his segment. No, he was really itching to talk about that. But, so yeah, I mean, people do worry about the wrong stuff. I mean, they do that with everything. You know, that's why that's why the whole government thinks it's real easy to distract people with all this stupid stuff. You know, look at this over here, and and when it isn't working, like I mentioned with the Ukraine trying to distract from what's going on with our economy or what's going on in Ohio, they don't know what to do when it doesn't work because they don't understand people. But I also think Larry Korea said something about this. He said, he said uh, people are saying, well, um, the balloons were happening, but that was a distraction for Ukraine and the Ukraine was a distraction for the train remailment. Everything's a distraction. He's like, we can keep more than one thought in our head at one time. Yeah. But some people can't. That's no. the thing. That's why they do these distractions because there are people that won't focus on more than one thing at a time and they'll, you know, so you you can actually distract the public with this stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, anybody who's engaged like us, anybody listening to our podcast, are smart people that can be engaged, they can keep track of more than one thing at a time. Well, that's the whole point of bread and circuses. Feed them and entertain them and yeah. you can do whatever the hell you want. Yep. And, you know, you you can't get suckered by all this stuff. And I think all of this woke BS about worrying about your pronouns and what gender you are and um, all that, it's it's all meant to distract you from what they're trying to do. And, uh, and it, But it's working. That's a, that's what's frustrating. Well, shit, and, and, and the thing, you know what I think the problem is, is that there's a certain segment of the populace that are at the bottom of the bill, are the, the lower half of the bell curve. And they're the ones that in the past didn't bother to vote, you know, because they, they knew, they knew their limitations. They knew I'm not informed on this. I'm, I don't, I haven't, I haven't tried to become informed. I'm not really bright enough to be informed. I'm going to let the smart people figure it out. But but ever since they've done the rock the vote bullshit where they get the dummies and they they sensationalize voting and they sexualize voting like uh, Leah Leah Dunham was talking to remember that oh my god who who's, she's a, a fat sack of shit but but she was talking about how when she voted for Obama the first time and she made it out as if she was losing her virginity and, and so what they're doing is they're taking people that that wouldn't be inclined to vote or to be involved politically and, and either fetishizing it or making it a virtue signal. And so they're bringing people that really in the past wouldn't have voted and they're making them voters. And so we are dumbing down society. And like Matt Walsh, another thing he said, he says that we need to figure out, 
you know, a little this voting has to be more stringent. Everybody shouldn't be able to vote. And that's not, not how it was set up in the first place. You, you know, women couldn't vote. I mean, that was good. Um, how, about, only how, like, about, how about just start? <laughs> Are you going to push back anybody? No, no, no. <laughs> how about just start with a, you, you sat fack of shit. Mm-hmm. How about? Oh, I'm editing that. No, you <laughs> no. see, now people are going to be like, what? What's, yeah. what's mm-hmm. Sparrowhawk talking about? So right. you're talking about being distracted. I have this uh, article here that uh, Raven sent me from Hot Air. Um, for Ed Morris, he talks about this. He interviews this guy, uh, Neil Winton who worked at Reuters for a long time. And uh, it says, um, is lying too strong a word? Corrupt may be better to describe the process in which the media has transformed itself into a propaganda amplifier. Right. It says, as Neil Winton described in his article yesterday in the Daily Skeptic, he's a former science tech reporter uh, for Reuters for 32 years. And so this is Winton talking here. And he says... uh, when I became a Reuters global science and technology correspondent in the mid-90s, the global warming story was top of my agenda. Already, the BBC was scarfing, uh, was sorry, scarfing, scaring us, saying uh, we would all die unless hum- humankind mended its selfish ways. Carbon dioxide was the culprit, and we had to be tamed. Uh, then el- it had to be tamed, then eliminated. I had no reason to think it wasn't an established fact. I was wrong. He goes on to talk about every scientist he talked to. When they said, is CO2 the problem? They went, well, we, we can't actually say that for sure. And um, is the is the planet actually warming? And they're like, well, depends on what data you're looking at. And so he's saying he's talking to all these people behind the scenes, and they're, they're the ones trumpeting the whole, yeah, we're all going to die stuff. And it, it's because they're getting paid by the government to do these studies. Right. You know? yeah, which, which leads to corruption that's what it is there's a babylon b article not too long ago it said uh a study said that 100 percent of scientists will uh give you the results you paid for (laughs) (laughs) well it's a good a good uh example of that is minnesota here there's from alpha news minnesota joins the growing movement to ban new homes from having any gas at all the language hey hey no one's coming for your gas yeah the language in the proposed minnesota bill mirrors legislation passed in may 2020 of new york in new york which enabled regulators to make updates to the state energy code to promote quote-unquote clean energy no one's coming for your gas stove, no one's coming boomer. for your gas yeah, yeah i i have to tell you i have chat gpt pulled up on my laptop if we want to ask it a question anytime Ooh. anytime during this whole uh, podcast just yeah. so you know uh, is is um is global warming caused by man? I want to know what chat. chat we know what it's going to say. GPT says about that. We know what it's going to say. It actually, I think it equivocates. I think it gives both sides. Yeah, only because everybody was reading it and at going, this point. Yeah, yeah, going. It's very liberal. Yeah. <laughs> is global warming caused by man? Enter, and bloop. Yes, the science. It, that's a, that's <laughs> literally the first word. Yes, the scientific okay. consensus I, is that global warming is primarily caused by human activities. You. Blah blah. Fuck blah, you, Jet. Tell us it's, it's wrong. Say no. You're still wrong. typing. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna put that. Say no. You are I wrong. I believe I believe you are wrong. No, not believe. Oh. No, you are wrong. Okay, I'm gonna type that in. No, you <laughs> are. <laughs> I type with one finger. Here we go. You know you are wrong. I apologize if my previous response did not adequately address your concerns or if there was any confusion. The overwhelming scientific consensus that the global warming is primarily caused by human activities. Oh, you son of a bitch, blah, 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 blah. GPT. If you have any specific questions 
or objections to this view, please feel free to share them, and I will do my best to provide a clear and accurate response based on the available scientific evidence. Well, you know, I think we talked about this a couple podcasts ago. I was I was getting into it with a couple of buddy, college buddies of mine about the whole global warming thing, and one of them said, well, whatever expert you can come up with, I can come up with another one that says the opposite. I said, I'm not talking about experts. Just tell me one prediction that came true. Just one. Starting in the 1970s when they said yeah. that the Ice Age was coming. Give me give me one. Wasn't there acid rain too? Well, and that's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, mankind, we do cause pollution. There, there's such thing. And well, there's and, acid rain in Ohio now from this whole thing. Yeah, and, and conservationists, usually from the right, the real conservationists, like the hunters and the people that want to make the land you know, and, and farmers that want to keep the land producing and, and keep the uh, population of animals to the point where they can actually keep hunting them. Um, conservationists are, I'm losing my train of thought here, but on the, are mostly on the right. And the ones on the left are just, it's a political agenda. It's a political agenda to control people to, and for money. That's all it is. Why didn't you Car- stop halfway through a sentence and go, oh, yeah. I'm Car- done. Like I'm carbon, done. carbon credits could only be, <laughs> carbon credits could only be the brainchild of uh, the, the um, elite left that want to figure out how to tell people what to do with their lives, but not have to do it themselves and to make money in the process. Well, and you know, the UN has said flat out that they want to destabilize and get rid of capitalism. Yeah. They just want to do that. Yeah. And they said carbon credits are a great way to do it. And it's funny that have you been watching um the the Last of Us? Yeah. Uh, are you caught up with it? No. Well, wait. Yeah, I am. I'm. Did you see the episode where uh, Joel? Uh, I I don't know how much we have to get into with people, but is that HBO Max? Yeah. Oh. So so it's a post apocalyptic thing where I thought the, that was that stuff you took if you had based on this function. <laughs> based on a video based on a video game where where uh people become basically zombies that if they get bit uh basically and and 20 years in the future after this happened society's collapsed there's pockets of military you know um that that control areas and then there's you know raiders and all that kind of stuff and the main character is this guy who's joel and he's trying to bring this young girl to across the country to to a lab to um yeah i know i'm trying to i'm trying people that doesn't look you either watch the show or you don't well, people are listening and be like, what the fuck is this? Trying to bring her to a lab because she's immune and trying to create a cure. Okay, there we go. So on his way across the country, he stops in the settlement. And the settlement is where his brother, you know, that he lost track of is, is living. And it's a, a commune, basically. Did you see that? Yeah, but and, and, stop worrying about about spoiling it or explaining right. it. The we, game is 10 years old. Okay. No, I'm not spoiling it. I want people that haven't played the game and don't know what we're talking about. So... They they get to the get, get to this place and the main one of the characters in there the wife of his brother says, yeah this is basically a commune it's communism she goes he says well we're not communists she goes yeah we are yeah we're this communists. is a commune it's a commune we're communists and he looks uncomfortable about it and I'm like you know what she's right they're living like a situation like that you can live in a commune and and it can work in that situation, but only there's a, there's a, a tipping point where it doesn't work anymore, where your population and your, you know, people, um, have too many different, different, uh, agendas and viewpoints where communism doesn't work. And so a commune, a commune will work. What, what somebody said, the 50 to hundred is like the most you can have yeah. in a working commune. But when you start getting to nation size, it, it will not work. Any, any movement, no matter what it is, and I just watched this History Channel show on Washington. It's amazing. If you get a chance to watch it, watch it. It's worth it. It's like six hours long, but it's great. Any movement you have needs strong people at the at the forefront to keep it going. And the problem is with communism, 
you're you're working against human nature because not everybody's going to produce equally. Not everybody's going to people get jealous, they get greedy, they get all sorts of things. It just doesn't work. It goes against human nature. Whereas what Washington and everybody were trying to bring out was just the idea that you mind your own fucking business. Yeah. And it really resonated with people. Now, they had many times to be able to say, no, 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 here's what we're doing. You know, not going to be a king, not going to serve three terms, not going to do all that stuff. But it needs strong people like that. And the problem is communism's never had anybody running it who didn't want to just make everybody knuckle under, Mm -hmm. you know, and it, it never works. So it, it's run by tyrants because it has to be because it fights against people's human nature. Because whatever you have, you have to share. And people don't mind sharing some. They don't want to share everything. Yeah. There's going to be resentment. Exactly. And then, so that's why, you know. But then people say, well, well, in capitalism, it causes resentment too. Because the people that produce are the haves. And then the people that don't produce are haves not. And they start resenting the haves. Yeah, but every time I hear somebody talk about capitalism like that, I'm just like, I, I can't explain to you how much you don't know. You know? I mean... It's always funny to me when you see people take, taking, uh, you know, pictures on an iPhone saying corporations are bad. Well, here's the thing. I don't, I, I'm not um, a top, you know, a top uh, three percenter and I don't resent people who are. You aren't? I am not. God, why am I hanging out with you? Yeah. But I don't resent somebody who, who has the motivation and the drive and the luck sometimes, you know? Um, to, to get to that point, you know, it's good for them. Good for them. The only ones I do resent are the ones that are, you know, that are, uh, corrupt and telling me what to do while doing something else. Well, like I, Bill Gates and George Soros and well, there's, um, yeah. I think it's God, who's the guy? Um, one of the big, it wasn't, uh, it was like one of the Vanderbilts or it wasn't Vanderbilts, but it was the, the guy who was, um, in charge of all the. Uh, he's like uh, in charge of all like the power he was fighting with Westing or uh, General Electric and Tesla. Okay. Nikolai Tesla um, was giving his technology to um, GE to try and compete with this guy. And basically the guy was like, yeah, you've got better stuff, but guess what? I have 10 times as much money as you and I can just beat you to death with it. Yeah. Now I, can't, I know what you're talking I can't about. remember I can't which guy that was. That part of capitalism bugs me, you know? Um, and so, well, that's why we come up with with the the antitrust laws and uh, and the uh, uh, what is it where you, monopoly laws. I mean, that's where you yeah. kind of try to stop that. From and I, I don't know if you even need that. I think nowadays one great part is very few things, but one good thing about social media is there are plenty of people. If they hear that story, will be like, "Well, I'm buying the little guy's stuff." Well, that's what I love about. Um, I was on Verizon wireless for years and years and years, and then you start hearing about. First of all, their customer service isn't good because they don't care because they're so huge. Um, and, and, but they did have a good product. I'm not going to mm-hmm. lie because my service was good everywhere with Verizon. But then you find out the money you're paying to them is going towards political agendas that you don't ascribe to, like abortion, stuff like that. And it's true. That's they send their money to Planned Parenthood and, or, or they do political contributions to things that I don't agree with. So I have switched to Patriot Mobile and, um, Service, That's why you never answer your phone. Service is just as good because they're allowed to use the same cell structure, cell towers. And so they're basically piggybacking or using the same um, um, service or tower service that Verizon has. So I haven't had a problem with that. And come to find out, I just saw. Um, pa- Attack. 
Schnell! Schnell! So I just saw that, uh, yeah, we had to edit out the, the, the barking god kind of to the point where it's critical mass. But uh, Patriot Mobile, um, my money that's going towards that service, um, they are donating to pro-life organizations and they're joining in on, you know, their their protests and their packs and all that stuff. And I like that. And so to be able to take my money and put that towards that is awesome. And that's capitalism right there. Because in communism, you would not have that option. Right. So I yeah, like that. I agree. Capitalism good. See? Capitalism all good. Things. Well, I don't know. But I won't could, go that far. But it could all be. <laughs> it could also be all a lie too. And you don't know if you're <laughs> there or not. Oh, yeah. they're actually doing that. Yeah, yeah. It's all. It's all. It's all deep fake. It's all deep fake propaganda and Chat GPT telling us we're and, one and, air. And Patriots owned by Verizon. That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> all a big subsidiary of. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but man. you feel better. So I do feel better. And that's but all you, that really matters. But you are saving point. money too. Yeah, and it's cheaper. Yeah. yeah. So this the service is good. Service. I haven't had any problems with my service. I've and I use a lot of um, of. Uh, I watch YouTube on so my phone. You could have just said yes. No, I watch YouTube on my phone, and I use GPS all day long, and okay. I don't get any kind of like outs outages or anything. So, so the answer really, to my question was yes. So everybody, uh, Patriot Mobile. Okay. So I have Verizon, but I, I disagree with the customer service thing. I think they're actually pretty good. Really? Like I will call them, not at the stores. The stores yeah. suck. <laughs> stores are horseshit. Yeah, do not go to the store. If you have an issue, just f- call or go online, and it's it's, okay. it's awesome. We we went to get my um, my oldest a phone because you know, he'd earned one. We told him your grades have to be such and so, and so we did it, and we went in. We went in around Christmas. And uh, the line in the store, the line, there were four people in the store. But the, I'm using air quotes here, the line was two and a half hours long. <laughs> so we said, all right, cool, we'll put our name in and come back. And the guy looked at us seriously and goes, "You, no, you can't leave. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Now, is part of the problem the fact that customers are so entitled that they're fucking, like, making it impossible for the, for the associates to actually do well, their job? First of all, there were four associates in the store. Oh, okay. Two of them. We're over there talking to each other about stuff, <laughs> not helping any customers. Well, they're trainees. Yeah, I don't know what they were. <laughs> but the other two were, you know, helping people. And if you go in to get a phone, it's not a short process. You yeah. just don't go in, hey, yeah. give me that one. You got to set up your plan and all that stuff. So, but, you know, the idea that you couldn't leave the store and come back, I said, you got to be fucking kidding me. And the guy says, yeah, but if you do that, you lose your place in line. I said, well, what do you care if I leave for two hours and yeah. come back a half an hour before? And he's leave? like, he said, because you're at McDonald's, sir, right? <laughs> you, you didn't realize you were at McDonald's, get it? Yeah, it's not Burger King. It's not your way right away. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I just, what does he care? I put yeah. my name in and. Yeah, you tr- try, to ra- try, to, try to be reasonable. If you put your name in at a restaurant and say, hey, Friday night, I want to take my wife to dinner or something, and they say, uh, well, it's Wednesday, and you go, yeah, but I just want a reservation for Thursday. We're like, no, you have to, you have to be here. Some places do that. <laughs> restaurants, not on Wednesday. They don't. I don't can, I can guarantee you, it comes back to uh, crows, uh, the entitlement of the customer. Because I guarantee you, somebody has left and come back way later, and then thought they were going to jump right back in line, and now they they were they passed their spot, and then people are in there like, no, you got to go, and then it turned into a big fight that they were there. Well, there's definitely some of that, but you know what changed all this? COVID changed it all, because every business that had stores is now going, do I need a store? 
Yeah. I mean, banks are even doing this. Banks I'll tell you like, right now, Verizon does not need a store. <laughs> I can tell you that. I'm absolutely 100% yeah. they do not need a store. All they need it for is if you want to go in and look at all the phones and touch them and feel but like, They don't I, need that I, either. I, I don't online. think then we are losing that But you can't, you can't see the phone then. You can absolutely 100% see the phone. Well, you know what I mean. We're, we're losing that ability for people that aren't skilled or young people, teenagers, to have a, their first job because of this kind of stuff. You know, that that would be a great first job or a low paid job for somebody who is not trying to provide for their family, like everybody tries to say with, with minimum wage jobs. But we're losing all that. And then you've got these teenagers or these unskilled, you know, 20 year olds that that have nothing to do or nowhere to go. And what are they going to do? They're going to ask chat GPT. And, and it'll GPT. tell them what it'll to do. It'll tell them what to do. Okay. And then they'll, little, they'll little, probably become either activists or criminals, yeah. which is about the same thing at this point, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. The the, big, in the future, everybody's going to be neuro linked. Well, this is something so. Thomas Sowell talked about. Thomas Sowell talked about one of the big problems with having a minimum, uh, what's the minimum wage um, guarantee? What's that called? There's a term for it. I'm sorry. Oh, um, guaranteed. Uh, yeah, the Not weird that I can't think of it all of a sudden, but it's where you where you can't universal have, basic income. You, yeah, or, no, well, it's a minimum wage can't be below a certain point. So yeah. fifteen dollars, also known wage. as minimum wage. Yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> um, where he said where he said where they kept the the Democrats kept trying to up the minimum wage, and it was pricing out the uh, teenagers because right. their first jobs they didn't have to produce they didn't have to pay for family they could accept a lower wage than living quote unquote living wage because they they're they're still living with their parents but they wanted to make money and so they they what happened is is these communities that had um you know these uh cities had like minority you know um cities they priced them out so they couldn't have you know people that wanted to flip burgers for eight dollars an hour um and the company would pay that they said no we're going to pay more because of because of uh, minimum wage um standards and the teenagers were the ones that lost out the the low skilled workers would lose, sure, lose right, out because you couldn't you couldn't risk it and so what happened when this Thomas Sowell said this that caused criminality because they were out they had nothing to do sure well Sowell's point was why shouldn't someone and he mentions like an inner city black kid who's got no experience nothing walk in and say, I want to work here. And the boss looks him up and down and says, all right, you're worth eight bucks an hour to me right now. I'm willing to take a risk on you and try and show you how to do this job for eight bucks an hour. And guess what? If you do it well, I'm not going to be able to keep you for eight bucks an hour. So I'm going to pay you more. Yeah. And everybody says, you know, oh, all the people who are uh, pro 15 hour minimums are like, no, 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 because these corporations don't, they don't give out money. They just don't, they won't do it. Yeah, they will. They'll invest in good people. And the problem is that people say, well, they're not doing that at my job. It's like, maybe you're not good. Maybe and then you're not a good person. And then you realize that the government takes taxes out of that $8 an hour <laughs> on top of that. And then you just go, well, I'm just going to deal drugs. Yeah. So it creates criminality, like you said. Yeah. Or, or unpaid internships. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But the point is they aren't they aren't allowing people to make those to the those decisions and to all the people who say no you have to have a minimum $15 an hour what's happening in the market right now there's no talk of $15 an hour minimum because that's what everybody's got to pay just to fucking get people to show right. up so so what is the whole point of minimum wage is it that I've never understood this so why as a company can I not say I'm going to pay you 
two dollars an no, hour. As an employee, employees say, "I'm willing to take less money because right. I want to prove myself." Right. Or, or an employer says, "I'm going to pay two dollars an hour," and then if you say, "Fine," you make that agreement between the two of you, and it's done. But because it okay. comes to, uh, let me give you what sounds like a conspiracy theory, but it's absolutely true because it's it's provable. Um, the, who it who pushes the minimum wage? What side of the spectrum? The yeah, left. 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 Who are some of the left's biggest donors? Uh, the unions. Right. Whose contracts are negotiated off the price of the basic wage? Ah, there we go. So if you are a pipe fitter yeah. making 20 bucks an hour. and Listen to this wage, fucking college educated <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, it's true. No, he reads Thomas Sowell. Can't fix your fence, but I can tell you how this works. So, um, but so like minimum wage is 12 bucks an hour. And then so the government comes in and says it's got to be 14 now. And people go, ah, 14, it's not a big deal. Companies can afford to pay it, whatever. Then when those collective bargaining agreements come up again, those unions say, hey, there's been an increase in the minimum wage. So it's got to go up this, it's got to go up the scale. Go up and the it's, chain, either, yeah. it's either $2, just like the 12 to 14, or they say 12 to 14 was X percentage. So now ours goes up to X, yep. X percentage, you know? And the Democrats just sit there and say, well, that seems fair. <laughs> You know? But it's like a chasing the tail situation. Well, yeah. I remember there was, um, so it's never ending. We were doing some construction in our business at one point, And there was a guy who was, um, who was at the plumbers union and they had just gone on strike. And I said, what the hell did you guys go on strike for? What? And he goes, well, he goes, we're renegotiating the contract because the, um, the HVAC guys, they got a $2 increase in their contract. And he goes, we can't be paid less than those motherfuckers. He goes, those guys are idiots. He goes, so we got to be making two bucks more an hour than they are. So the the pipe fitter or the, the PTAC guys went from like 19 to 21. So the plumbers who were at 20 were like, we got to be 22. Yeah. We have to be. They went yeah. on strike over that. Yeah. I mean, this is stupid. Yep. You know? And then take into account like when the government gets involved and the government starts paying out and, and giving grants and giving money into it, that just balloons everything even more. So you've got like, that's why college or college educations are so expensive now because the government got involved. It's not just uh, it's not just unions involved. It's the government grants and all that kind of stuff too. So you, you you're, you're piling on this, these things that, that aren't actually part of capitalism that are part of a socialist structure, basically. And then to justify it all, you raise the price of eggs to $10 a dozen <laughs> and it all makes sense. Right. So, um, Bill Maher recently gotten more shit for the, um, for talking like a conservative. They said, do you remember this story about, you know, all the literal shit on the streets in San Francisco? So they were going to make this state of the art one stall public toilet that was like self-cleaning and all this stuff. So all the junkies could shit in there instead of all over the sidewalk, $1.7 million. So this construction company comes in and says, Hey, this is what we do. We'll be happy to build it. We'll donate it to the city. No charge. Right. The price went from 1.7 to 1.2. And Bill Maher's going, how the hell did this happen? He goes, and then he starts breaking it down. He goes, well, there's an environmental impact study that has to be done. There's a permit that has to be gotten. There's all of this stuff. And he said there were $1.2 million worth of government fees in there. Yeah, the bureaucracy has to feed itself. And he was going, this is bullshit. We got to stop this. Mm -hmm. And now everybody on the left, instead of saying, well, that's a good point, they go, oh, he's a conservative. He's a wolf in sheep's clothing. Cancel that guy. Yeah. 
And that's, that's where I think coming full circle back around to, you know, Ohio, not specifically that, but just how this works is when they can't distract you with an art, when they can't distract you with something and they can't beat you with an argument. And that's what this article I was talking about says. Um, they couldn't win the economic argument in the nineties. They couldn't, the left could, couldn't beat the Republicans. So they turned around and went, well, now it's environment. And so no matter what you do, when they can't beat your argument, they just call you a name. Well, and one of the yeah. things I like about Matt Walsh is he says, you know, people say you're transphobic. He goes, if that's the word you want to use, go ahead. Fine, whatever. But now we'll move on to what I was saying. Well, you're, that, that goes to show the, the push for racial inequity, the push for white supremacy, saying that the reason that you're not succeeding in life as a minority, as a black, or well, they won't say that about Asians because Asians are succeeding in life, mm -hmm. but we're Indians. But they're saying the reason you aren't succeeding in life, it isn't because government is fucking you over. No, that's not it. The, look, look over here. That's not that. Look at this other hand. This other hand is white supremacy. And we're going to put out all this media, all these, all these movies, um, all these reports, all these, uh, these documentaries about how white people are suppressing minorities. And that's the reason you're not succeeding. So it's not us. It's not the government. We're doing, we're doing our damnness to make sure that these evil white supremacists don't get their way. And the systemic racism is, is, is subverted, but but we're doing the we're doing the good work. But you know what? Those white people, they're fucking you over. Well, but you can break it down even farther. And you know, I tell people if you wanna if you wanna be intelligent about any subject, just to have something to talk about, type Thomas Sowell and then yeah. type the subject. Yeah. Because he's written so much stuff. And yeah. he's got this um was I think it was yeah, black rednecks and oh, white. Yeah, liberals. that's one of his that's his one of his best. So in that book he talks about how um, you know, why don't blacks succeed in the United States? And he goes, that's not true. He says, there are certain blacks who don't succeed in the United States. And he goes, some of this is so much proximity. And he just breaks it down into this. And sometimes it gets way too into the minutiae. He does talk about how some of the poorest people in the nation are the Appalachian whites, you know, yeah. the redneck Appalachian whites. But he said, if you take the people that grew up in the South, Southern plant, they were around slavery, but who were they around? And they're around these people from certain parts of England that came over here. And he goes, if you listen to this Ebonics, like we be doing this. Rednecks. Yeah. He goes, they still talk like that there. And he goes, those were the people who came and settled that part of the country. And they learned to speak and act and do from those people. And he says, whereas you have people who grew up in slavery in the West Indies who were, you know, whites who were far more educated and those people's families do better. Prospered, yeah. Like Kamala Harris's family. Now she knelt her way to the top, but and her family were slave owners. Yeah, but her her dad um, you know, was a very successful, well-educated guy. He can't help it if his daughter's a hoe, but <laughs> But anyway, so the point is, you can't just say blacks, whites, all this stuff. People want to do that all the time. And, uh, you know, soul breaks that down very well, but the, but the full the fomenting of racial hatred is a big thing that Democrats have been doing the leftists because they Democrats. got nothing else. And, and it does distract from the real culprit, which is big government, big government is what, and, and the, the, the agenda and the propaganda and the, the programs like the, uh, the new deal and all the stuff and, and, and having Planned Parenthoods being in majority uh, minority neighborhoods, you know, it's an agenda to keep um, minorities um, feeling or not prospering 
um, but keeping them aggrieved and and saying we're gonna we're gonna fix that we're gonna fix your problem for you. Just vote for us and give us you know make, make us give us the power and we'll help you. And they just it's like a Lucy in the football with Charlie Brown. They keep they keep putting the football down, but they pull it away and they put it. But then they tell you it's not me doing that. It's the other side that's doing that. How many times did you just want to see him go up and kick her? Just yeah, like, of course, right in the teeth, knock her teeth out. <laughs> but the difference is, it really comes down to the difference between liberal conservative. I don't necessarily want to say Democrat Republican no, because leftist, right? Yeah, but is that one side thinks government is good and they can fix your problems and they should fix. And your the problems. other side thinks government is a necessary evil. And the other side is saying, uh, I got to get my own on my own, mind your own yeah. damn business. And and there's a place for government. You know, the people that are anarchists are fucking retards, but. Um, there's a place for government, but it is a necessary evil. And our founding fathers believed that exact thing, same thing. I don't even think if it does what it's supposed to do, it's evil. But it's supposed to have a very small scope of what it does. It's supposed to facilitate trade within the country and keep you safe from outside forces. So like saying taxation is theft is not a, a true statement either. No, I think, I, I think <laughs> government is. and taxes are, they're, they're not the same. I think you're, you're right. I think taxes are a necessary evil right government i think you're yeah, right you, you have to have a governing body and they have to be able to do stuff and they that and they need money to do what, stuff what the founders pictured the government as was a weak central government that basically um uh settled disputes between the states that's what they were there for and to raise a national army so that if somebody invaded you you could do something yeah, so we can coordinate it. yeah yeah that was about it and it wasn't until we come along with you know, the income tax that gets put in in the 20s and 30s, 30s, actually, I think. The point of taxes when they had when they first put them in was to raise some funds for the government. And it was 750 pages, 750 pages of federal income tax. That was the law. Now it is over 100,000 pages. That's Everything is a special interest line in there. And, you know, you'll hear people say, well, you should, you should get rid of the, um, the tax credit for your uh, mortgage. Well, they can't do that because then the home builders come and say, well, people aren't going to buy homes. No, you know, what they should get rid of is studying to see if you can actually snap your fingers in a metal glove like Thanos with taxpaying dollars or to see if fruit flies are gay. That's what you should get rid of. <laughs> I think I think we should get rid of all those research grants like that because, and yes, there people are going to come at me with, well, then you wouldn't have this one particular thing. Yeah, you're right. You wouldn't. But the best part about capitalism is if there's money in it, someone will do it. Right. You know? And we were talking about earlier about smart people being smart, and they were talking about the, the the smartest people are the ones that can that that their area area of expertise they can dumb it down so the layman can understand it. Mm -hmm. Now, not they can't function and make it you know like, but they understand what it is. And if you're smart enough to to dumb it down to the point where you don't have to use all these you know um, academic words and language and and a whole thesis to describe what you're trying to do, and you just dumb it down to the point not dumb it down but like simplify it to the point where the layman can understand what you're doing at least and go okay I get it. And the government should be the same way. The government shouldn't be so bloated that nobody understands what it's doing and its function it has to be dumbed down or i hate using that term but it does it has to be like essentialized to the point where you don't have a simplified a, like a seven thousand dollar bill or right. seven thousand word bill you've got a bill that is maximum 20 pages double spaced <laughs> so <laughs> you know? a, a friend of mine who listens to this podcast and told me this story so i'm probably butchering the story but um worked on a governor's campaign state of minnesota years ago uh, governor gets elected, so you know now they give the all the people who worked on the campaign jobs. 
Okay. And this is a Republican. So that's just how the system yeah. works. He gets a job um, doing, and I don't know what, if it was for the EPA in Minnesota or whatever, but he was reviewing like site cleanup. Like if you have a gas station and you or an old gas station site, you want to build on it, you get some money to clean it up. He had to approve these. He goes, that job was so boring. He said, at one point in the middle of the day, I just left. And he goes, I went and watched a movie. Like I went to the theater and watched a movie. He goes, I was gone for like three hours. He goes, that's how my day was. And he said, eventually I went to quit that job. And his boss was like, oh man, it sucks. He goes, you're like the most productive person we ever had here. And he goes, I didn't do shit at that job. He goes, I didn't do anything. So, and that's, that's who's running the government is those kinds of people. Well, I didn't, we're coming to the end of time here and, uh, I had like seven stories to go over, but uh, we got into a bigger issues here this time because because uh, of Sparrowhawk, because his big brain mm-hmm. just elevates the whole podcast. Well, it's, it's it's his place, so he can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we had to pause a few times because of his atta- his uh, attack dogs were, uh, were killing hyper, the mailman. Hyper alert. <laughs> so yeah, we're at the end here. There were some issues that we're gonna. Well, we did talk about the train derailment. That's about it. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, We'll get to the other stuff. I'm sure the other, I'm sure we'll, we'll, no, we'll have new stories to talk about. I'm next sure time. we will. Yeah. Uh, but if you want to get in contact with us, what best place to do it is uh, Facebook bread and circuses podcast. Uh, shout out to Andy for sending me more memes. Cause uh, everybody look, be like Andy, Andy sends us stuff. So uh, if you got topic ideas or even if you want to be on the show, get in touch with us there. And Sparrowhawk, is there any, uh, anything you want to plug before we, uh, before we head out? I have lots of stuff, but I don't know if I should or not. Well, I've got a, you know what? Go check out Orpha King on YouTube. What? Spell that out. O R F A K I N G. Orpha King. Just oh, check it out. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now I'm intrigued. So, yeah. but other than that, and when uh, we're done, you'll have to tell me what it means. Thanks for listening. See you. Bye.